This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we've got a question today that I think you and I are going to uh, maybe have a little fun with this, but also struggle through the answer. Why did God, why did he allow women to endure the things like Numbers 5, 16? All right, so Numbers 5 generally talks about about what is called a, a jealousy offering. So basically the scenario is this. Um, if a guy is in, in ancient Israel is concerned that his wife is cheating on him, but he can't prove it. Yeah, there's no witnesses. There's yeah. no evidence. He, she's not caught in the act. Right, which, which is not unusual. I mean, it's it's not common, but it's not unusual. And so here's what God did. He, he understands that there's some things that are hard to prove. So actually God puts a provision in the law. And what he says is, here's what I want you to do. When you go to the priests and it's actually really weird. Let's just call it what it is. This is kind of an unusual and strange right. instruction here. So they make this bitter concoction and the wife drinks it. And if something happens to her stomach, I think if it bloats, then yep. she has. And if it doesn't, then she hasn't. We'll call this a grace of God in the middle of a potentially confusing and um, very frustrating reality for a marriage. Mm -hmm. So let's say a woman um, leaves for whatever reason. Um, she leaves outside of the camp and the husband is like, I'm not sure what happened, right? Maybe he's concerned because there's another man in the camp who is also gone. There's a million what ifs. Right. But to live with this and not have an answer for your whole life can really get in the way of a marriage. Mm -hmm. And so basically what happens is that God says, all right, like this scenario is obviously coming up enough times that we need to address this. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, you go to the priest, you do this thing, and I will give the answer. This will be this unique way that I enter into human history. And you can figure out whether or not um, she committed adultery. I will reveal this through what happens to her body in this circumstance. Now, one of the things we got to understand is that if you're the woman and you want to hide it, it's obvious. Um, I think a lot of people are more concerned that this is more hocus pocus. And so what if, what if the results are wrong, like mm -hmm. a pregnancy test? And, and what's not taken into consideration in that concern is that God um, supersedes. God is overseeing this. He's overseeing this. So whenever it happens, according to God's word, God tells the truth. He intervenes and he makes sure that there is a certain outcome. I think some people feel like um, this is particularly um, poking at um, women. And, uh, and by the way, if a man's caught committing adultery, he gets killed, mm -hmm. like period. I mean, oh, yeah. There's right. like no questions asked. So the punishments are the same, but here's what God is trying to preserve in a tribal culture. He's trying to preserve a high view of marriage and a healthy marriage culture. And you will never have a healthy marriage culture as long as one person is suspicious of the other person. Right. And by and large, I think one of the realities that's happening is that more men got jealous of women than when women got jealous of men in this time. It's very hard for 21st century Western America Americans to put themselves back in this kind kind of mm -hmm. what was objectively a patriarchal culture. And I also don't think what most people realize is that sometimes they look at the law and they compare it to our context, right. which is not fair. Which is not fair. So I don't think we have words and categories to understand how abusive and patriarchal um, men over the centuries were and how low class and violated women were. And um, to the point where one of the greatest blessings that God brought to humanity was the law mm -hmm. through Abraham. Right. The world was chaos. Yep. And men being the physical larger species dominated women, oppressed them, raped them, abused them, used them, et cetera. Yep. And it was through Abraham that God plucked out this pagan and through his people and ultimately through Moses, 
he he began to implement a law, a unique and distinct law that progressed humanity's, we'll just say humanity, right? light years. And so even the fact that a woman could be vindicated here, I think people look at this and they say, oh, how terrible the woman had to endure this. If I was the woman, I would be like, thank God, God has given me yeah, an, opportunity. an opportunity to vindicate myself. Yeah. Or for he God to promised. vindicate me. Yes. And that's where people look at law backwards. They actually, This is actually pro-woman. I would say the same thing. Yeah, something that God put in place to protect women in this culture from false accusations. And I just really appreciate that God did stuff like this. Um, again, you got to look at it that the law progressed humanity. It did not regress humanity. Um, the law gave women uh, and men a stature, it gave women a stature that no other civilization really gave women. And it gave protection and ethics and morals and boundaries that caused this group of people when they obeyed them to thrive and to live. And it placed high values on things sure. like sexual purity and marriage and worship and community and culture and values and lawfulness and, and protection. Like things that honestly, when you looked at the pagan countries outside of Israel, they were just crazy. Mm-hmm. We think of all these nations in scripture, Ammonites, Moabites, et cetera, like countries nowadays, they're vile yeah. tribal communities that literally take over by raping and killing women and children. They're vile on levels that we don't have categories for. And God plucks out the Israelites and says, you'll be holy. Mm-hmm. You'll be righteous. You will not falsely accuse your women. And when there's no proof, I will give you a protective mechanism to protect them because in my economy, Women are of highest value. Right. They're not just there for your pleasure for you to use. You will honor them and protect them. Right. In Old Testament law, if a person was caught in the act of adultery or if there were witnesses, two or three viable witnesses that said, hey, we were going to testify against this person that they have committed adultery, the punishment, male or female, was always death. Mm Mm-hmm. Done. Which doesn't make sense doesn't nowadays. Doesn't make sense. But you didn't live in tribal communities. Right. It's we, a very different we world. We have a totally different culture. God's standard was very, very different. Yep. Oh, you know, it's, can I just say something there? Sure. It wasn't usually the women who were committing adultery. It would have been prostitutes. Yes. And it would have been the men, men committing adultery. This. And what and God was doing through that law is was, saying, no more. You will I, love your wives. I have the highest regard for marriage and the sanctity of marriage. And men will not do this to their wives or yep. to their families. We say men are pigs. But imagine if you had a culture and an environment with no moral restraint right. or consequences for a man doing whatever he wants. But every woman who did not serve his man to whatever whim he had, Yes. Would be honestly abused and beaten. That was like normal yeah. for these tribal communities. And God just says, blows no, up their no, norm no, 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 and says, no, we're not going to do this. No, you will love your wives. You will not persecute them. You will not abuse them. This is not how we work. And it's interesting in the context, in the previous paragraph before what our listener has asked, what God is talking about is when a person is accused of a sin, they are to confess their sin and to deal with it. Then he goes right into verse 11, which is what the listener is asking about. I find it very interesting that what would have to be playing out in the mind of the husband, the mind of the wife, when all this is going going on? You know, to have a husband think that his wife has uh, betrayed him and for him to have to take her before the priest and what that's saying about their relationship and the lack of trust that's going on there. For a wife to be drugged before the priest, 
uh, or not literally, or may, maybe may, maybe literally, to be taken before the priest and, and hear her husband say, I don't trust her. Yeah. I want you to do this. And if she's guilty, I want her to die. Mm. Basically, that's what he's saying. That's what he's expecting to happen. And if she's not going to die, therefore she's innocent, the accusation and the damage that that's done to the marriage, how, do, how does a person recover of that? Nothing is ideal with sin in the world. Not at all. God's law, it's written in the reality of sin, and it's there to mitigate sin. It's there to, to rein it in, to protect, to prepare people, to show them what God's standard is. I, I think people forget. You can think the law is patriarchal and abusive and oppressive, and people have no idea how patriarchal, abusive, and oppressive the world was until Jewish law came in. Um, it, it literally saved the world from complete and utter darkness. That's right. what the that's what the nation of Israel has done, is that the Judeo now Judeo Christian ethic um, that has so influenced every part of the world um, has radically transformed. And you look at tribal communities around the world, right, even today, who have had no influence from external cultures. Cannibalism is normal. Child sacrifice, they are deep, dark, and demented unless they have an intervention by God in Judeo Christian ethics. And uh, I think people also forget that. You go to Europe and the fact that there's even law and order and they have the ethic that they do, it's the residue of mm -hmm. what Judeo-Christianity mm -hmm. brought to this world. And they can reject it and hate it all they want. But if God did not inject law into creation through Abraham and through his offspring, I'm telling you this world would be a dark, 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 vile place. That is for sure. Yep. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we go in a totally different direction. And the question will be, what is your opinion on the book or the movie, The Shack? Mm.